Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Hey, 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 hey! Right, welcome to Records and Bands. It's a busy show this week, so uh, should we get straight into it? No kissing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just get down to it. So, there's a few things come up this week, and the first one I wanted to talk about was in what can only be called Bono with just like the rest of us news. This is on the BBC. It was on a. It was also in the Times, and it and it was off some podcast somewhere. Bono, you two's name and songs make me cringe. I have seen this. Yeah, the best bit when he says when he actually said I can't actually sing yeah. as well. <laughs> Bless him. Bless so him. That was just a bit of a. I saw that. I laughed. I thought because we because we have thrown him under a bus a few times on air. Yeah. So I I just wonder, did you read that? Did you see that? I did, and I thought I was a little bit. I think I think people, me included, kind of had their guard up with Bono a little bit, and I was a little bit like, is this like self deprecated to try and sort of like win a few people back? Now, I I think you two get a. I don't necessarily think they deserve the grief that they get. I also don't think they deserve a lot of the plaudits that they get. They're all right. Good, greatest hits. I think Joshua Tree's a brilliant album. Yeah. Um, I think Acting Baby's all right. They're one of the few bands who like, I don't really like, but I've put a lot into, because I've, I've always felt a little bit like, um, I've been watching the cricket a lot lately, so a little bit like Zach Crawley playing for England for the minute, right? He's a bit shit. He keeps getting out cheaply, but you know there's a player in there, so you keep you keep trying with him. And I've, I've always felt that with you too, that there's a band in there that I could like. And I've really tried, and I just can't find it. So just give me the greatest hits, really. Although, to be honest, there's a load of shit. There's, they did like a double album, a double album best of, and it was, some of it was just, oh. 12 tracks I want. I want yeah. You know, I, I reckon there's 12 U2 songs that I dig out there. Um, which ones then? Go on then. Give, well, give, give, give me four. Four, Jesus. Um, All right, two. If it's the fourth, two. Sunday, up. bloody Sunday, amazing song. New Year's Day, brilliant song. Shit, yeah, I am struggling. The song he did with they did with Johnny Cash, where Johnny Cash sings Wanderer. Uh, I don't know. There we go. There's three off the top of my head. I'd say Running to Stand Still off of Joshua Tree. Yeah. With or without you's a good song. It's a bit wet, but it's a yeah, good song. I quite like the fly fly i don't think i know the fly what about the sweetest thing that's a bad song oh, fuck's there's sake. that period probably that is bad i would guess sort of turn of the century where they had that well you say that he says on this thing that the only time he's liked his voice is on vertigo oh, that's a, such a bad song he's uh, he, he loves what's it what's that other track so, they did around that time was vertigo and it was off the same album wasn't yeah it? It was, yeah pile of shit I always, I was always expected to go back and to find sort of like a, a raw, almost like post-punk kind of, but and it just, it just never found what I, I never found what I was looking for with you two. <laughs> cut that, cut that. <laughs> we'll move on from Bono. We've done Bono. Done Bono, yeah. So. In what can only be described as middle-aged man famous in the 90s taking shots at popular female artist news. Oh, God, yes. So, according to The Guardian, Taylor Swift has criticised Damon Albarn for saying she doesn't write her own songs. Yeah. 
Basically, it sounds like there was an interview. Alban used Swift in a promotional interview for a concert. So he's got some tickets to flog. Yeah. There's an example of modern artists who hide behind sound and attitude. And when the interviewer pointed out that Swift writes or co-writes all of her songs, Alban responded, that doesn't count. I know what co-writing is. Co-writing is very different to writing. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. Yeah. There's also a lot to be said about not being the best songwriter in your own band, isn't there? So she basically said, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. uh, I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Yes. The best one I saw about it was from the producer Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Who, I think he's done some writing with her. He says, I never met Damon Albarn and he's never been to my studio, but apparently he knows more than he, than the rest of us about all those songs Taylor writes and brings in. If you were there, cool, go off. If not, maybe shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I quite like that. Um, but apparently Albarn's got um, previous. Apparently he had a dig at Adele yeah. saying something about Adele being insecure and she said, well, I'm probably the least insecure person I know. All I was worried about was like going back on tour after having a kid because I've got a kid with me and how things change. And he's yeah. got kids and I was just asking for a bit of advice and he's blown up probably to sell fucking tickets again. Well, yeah, that's it. And she, I was going to say about Adele, she said that like it was a real case of never meet your heroes. So I think he's... You know, he's a bit of a cock. Yeah, I wanted to mention it because it it was very similar to um, what you've said before about Noel Gallagher having a pop at Little Mix. Well, this is it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm glad this is, all, this is on the agenda because, like, A, it is just they've got something to sell. Who can I have a pop at? And I get that, like, Damon Albarn in his day, you know, and even, like, the Gorillas more recently, and, like, Noel Gallagher, they're, like, they are, like, titans of, of British pop, rock, whatever you want to call it. But, like, just have a bit about you. Like, like, what is it about middle-aged men going like targeting young female artists? It's because they know that they're too old for the women to sleep with them. Well, there is that. I mean... I've, and I honestly think that's all there is to it. That's why Piers Morgan has a go at Meghan Markle, because she didn't sleep with him. Well, yeah, and I did see he laid into Adele as well. I haven't seen what he said, but I did see that. So I, I saw two brilliant tweets about this. I think one was Chris Stark off the radio. So he said about it, what if people who make stupid stupid mistakes just sincerely said sorry instead of trying to throw someone else under the bus? Reduce the clickbait, which is what he said his comments were, um, what the journalists now somehow to blame for reporting what you said. Now, this is the best bit. Come on, mate, sit down have a sugary cup of tea, and listen to folklore. (laughs) Which I thought was brilliant. And then another one, uh, Maisie Peters, who I don't really know. know, I've heard a couple of her songs on Radio 1. She just said, very simply, Taylor Swift could write song two. I can't imagine Damon Alburn could write um, write Taylor Swift song. That girl auto mix. Yeah, yeah, you know. Which I think is a really fair point. And I'm not, not trying to belittle... You know, he's had a pop at Taylor, so that doesn't necessarily mean that his work deserves to be thrown away. Because you know, there's some good stuff. No, but you don't have you stuff. don't have to bring one down to raise the other. No, exactly. But he's just been a cock, isn't he? It's it's like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, same yeah. with Noel Gallagher. It's just like 
it's a desperate attempt to stay relevant, isn't it? And you would imagine that, you know, <laughs> it's ironic that Damon Albans going about well, calling Adele insecure when he obviously isn't that secure in his own ability to sell and, you know, be relevant off his own back. He has to drag, drag Taylor into it, right? Taylor, first name terms, obviously. That's all right. Well, you do go for walks with her every night. Right. And what can only be called, oh shit, that sucks news. Meet they've passed away. He did, yeah. That was sad. I don't know where Mito fits into your world, but for me, he was always kind of there or thereabouts, and at times as a figure of fun, and at times, um, at times as I really love his music, and at other times, holy fuck, that's Mito from Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I I did see your post about him, and I. I, I think I knew you liked it. I didn't realise he was such a pivotal figure. And he's not... I, I don't really have that strong an affinity with him, to be honest. I think it might be an age thing. Yeah. Because I think by the time you were riding around in the car with mum and dad, dad's stuff would have moved on a bit, the stuff yeah. that he was listening to. So I'll just briefly go through what I, I felt to memorialise the man, to pay tribute to the man. Meatloaf was a massive part of my musical youth. Right, so Dad would play hits out of hell and in the car all the time. I'd take the tape with me when I stayed at Grampy's mm-hmm. and, and listen to it in, through my little tinny headphones. Mm-hmm. When our cousin Cy was hurt in his bike crash and he yeah. was um, laid up, paralysed in the hospital in Salisbury, we went to visit him and um, upon, he, he had like a, a telly up next to him with a video player built in and he yeah, was watching yeah. Meatloaf then. And do you know what I mean? He just stayed on while we were there. He didn't turn out. He just he just stayed on. First snog with a girl. To, I would do anything for love. There we go. High school disco. Great use of erection section on your post, I must say. Thanks, man. <laughs> and I do remember watching Fight Club, and we were all a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. And I was like, shit, that's meat, though. And like, mm. were, and some of the other boys were like, nah, I ain't doing fucking stupid. Nah, I ain't meat, though. That's fucking meat, though. Yeah, fucking. And they like, wait for the fucking credits. It is meat, though. <laughs> So, There's a bit in there as tries his full name. It's in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bob, isn't he in that? But he yeah. also, he, he was a bus driver in Spice World, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just, sorry, can I just say even our attempts to reach a younger demographic with Spice World Spice Girls. <laughs> is <laughs> tragic. <laughs> I don't know. I think Meat Loaf was just one of those that I don't think I own an album. I'd mm. never turn it off if it come on the radio. No. But I have made a little playlist on Apple Music of... It's the songs that I went for after I heard that he passed. It's the songs that I went for. So then yeah. I've, and I've called the playlist Even Vegans Love Meatloaf. Very good. Very good. There's no surprises on there. No. It, it, it's the obvious ones. It's the hits. We've got Bat at Hell, the nearly 10-minute version. Obviously, yeah. Uh, Dead Ringer for Love with Cher. That was a great video that, as well. That, that is an amazing song as well. Yeah. yeah. Rock and Roll Dreams Come True. That was on uh, the yeah, album yeah. which had um, Anything for Love on it. Yeah. Read Them and Weep because I remember that one being in the car. Right, and yeah. And then you look at me and read them and weep. Oh, uh, I think I actually got that from your impression there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and the last one, which I think is actually my favourite Meatloaf song, is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. 
I don't think I know it. You don't know that one? Oh, that's no. the other, like, eight-minute one that I think you done yeah. with Jim Steinman. Like, and, yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those... It's a, a, almost a sign of the times that, like, an ever-present is no longer present, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's that first first sort of wave of people who got properly massive famous, mm. you know, getting to the ages, like Bowie. Yeah. Like Prince. Well, yeah. Prince was a bit younger. You know, like Meat Loaf. Yeah. You know. And it's sad and it sucks, but yes, yeah. Mr. Meat, Mr. Loaf, you will certainly be missed. <laughs> yes. Shall we move on to some happier things? Yeah, uh, there's one in particular that's on on our. I've agenda. got so, I've got a list of birthdays, some birthday show tapes. I've got a few records that were released around this week in 1992, making them 30 years old. Pleasure Death by Therapy. That's what right. potato junkie in that on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Sap by Alice in Chains. And there was an EP released in 1992 by a free piece. They became a four piece. Yeah. Which I've never heard. It's known as the Bottle EP by Rancid. Yeah, I've never heard. Of, well, never heard it either. Apparently it was actually. a seven inch. It was released on Lookout. Mm. But it was like the first recording of Rancid as a band after Operation Ivy. I bet it's terrible. But it is, but just think, and like the nearest date I got for it was January 1992, but that's 30 years of rancid. That's mad, isn't it? Like, I think this might be, I don't know, I think they're probably the greatest punk band of all time. I would argue they're in my top five bands and possibly in my top three. Yeah, they're just like... Like, they're I they're think... in my top one for bouncing, ra- making me dance around the kitchen like a dickhead. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think like they kind of, I think they're as iconic as the Clash. I really yeah. do. And, I and like... for all the people that say, "Oh, they've just ripped off the Clash," well, so what? Does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter, no. does it? No. Yeah, I think they're amazing. Like that's mad. Thirty years. Like. But also, if you think from '92, they were free in January '92. They were free piece. Hmm. Like July or August '95, out come the wolves. Yeah, yeah. That's no time at all to no. like, or you know, from nothing to that. It's, yeah, in such a short space of time. Anyway, mm. moving on. I've got three albums, one of which you'll like, which were released in 1997. This week, right? Yeah, I, I've got Silverchair's Freak. Yeah. Do you know that album or not really? Yeah, yeah. No, I know of it. Yeah. I can play Suicidal Dreams on the guitar. Isn't that off um, Frog Stomp? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. So, obviously, Freak's good. Um, Pop Song for Us Rejects is on there. Yeah. I, I... And The Door is a great riff. Down, 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 Only one horn to let the door, let the door swing. Down, 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 down. No, you don't know that one. No, no. My only... A real import of Silverchair conversation is I bought one of their albums from a charity shop once and I picked it up. I don't know what it was, I can't remember. But I remember I picked it up and I put a couple of other bits. It was like a quid, so I'll buy it. You know, probably bought five CDs, had four around and a five in my pocket. And I got back to back to work and I said, Oh, I sat next to my mate Glitter's R, picked up a few bits from the charity shop. And he looked at them and went, I just took those in there last week. <laughs> Just went and bought a load of his old CDs. <laughs> right, two others then. Another one, 25 years old this week, is Reef's Glow. 
Yeah, I remember you loving that record. I like that record. I preferred Replenish. I preferred the first record, which had like Naked and that on it. Glow had uh, Place Your Hands and yeah. Come Back Brighter and Consideration. They were the singles off it. You mean It's Your Letters? I do mean It's Your Letters <laughs> for those in the UK around that time. And I actually went to see this next band on the tour for this album because uh, 1997 this week was Ixnate on the Ombre. Oh, was from, it really? From Offspring. Uh, Which was a bit of a going. disappointing record after Smash. Well, yeah. But we went up to Manchester, Rupert threw a white and ate the front. Brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. And one actually, it turned out one of um, Jamie from Talking Dad podcast. Oh, yes. One yeah, of yeah. his mates was at the concert as well, but he was probably only been about 12. Excellent. That's twerk Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this is, is this, on the I've got to be honest, this has depressed me a little bit because it's what, like, making you feel old, is it? Well, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, 2002 this week, Damon Rice's O. Do you know that record? No, uh, no, again, it's one over. I, 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 re- I really liked it when it first came out. I probably wouldn't, I probably haven't listened to it for it's 20 years old. I probably haven't listened to it for 15 years. Yeah, what's that one good one on there? Cannonball, um, Blower's Cannonball, Daughter. Blower's Daughter, that's a good yeah. tune. Well, I think so. we've had this conversation before. I think we too. have, yeah. Was it not on your original list? It, it, no, I don't think it was. I think um, we spoke around it for someone else. Were we were talking about uh, Isabel right. Campbell or something, or Mark Lanigan? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But the big one, 29th of January, is 15 years since Jamie T's Panic Prevention. And nobody has released a better album since. I know we did, we covered this on one of our first couple of one of our first couple of podcasts. Yes, it was. The... I've been back this week and listened to it again a few times. I think great, I've had it? it about four times, and I like it even. I I liked it at the time when, well, like when you asked me to listen to it for the for the show. Yeah, I've I liked it. I thought it was alright. I didn't like it first listen. I couldn't stick it. Mm. Um, I'm, I've already said all of this, haven't I? On the um, yeah, on the yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, but. And I probably haven't listened to it since about two weeks after we did that episode. Yeah. But I've listened to it about three times in the last two weeks, and it's, yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. I've got some mixed view, mixed mixed feelings about the like the anniversary editions and stuff mm. that have come out. I got really excited earlier in the week because he doesn't really do social media. Um, on it, he had just had the, a plate with a cross on, on it, which is the opening line Fucking from... Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, fucking amazing!" I was like, I was a bit disappointed when the news broke that it was just a commemorative, well, not commemorative, like a fifteen and a fiftieth anniversary double CD white vinyl. Oh, I was hoping for a tour. That's what I was hoping for. You know, a start to finish. Has he done anything for a bit or not? Not. I don't. I, do you know what I looked actually? And his released the record in two thousand sixteen. Was his last? So you know, considering that album's fifteen years old, is it three, maybe four albums since then? Right. To be fair, he did a video, and he was like, um, "My manager's told me to read this out, but to put my own spin on it." And he just reads the email, and then right at the end, it's like, "Oh, and maybe tell everyone about there's some new music coming soon." Oh, cool. That's so, good, like, that would be amazing because he's like. He's so good. Like, he's so fucking good. And like, I love him so much. 15 years is mad because that I probably wouldn't have got it straight away. But I remember getting it. And, you know, that doesn't feel like 15 years ago. It's a bit of one of them. I, I put it on. I, I have had it on this week. And, like, I know it sounds stupid, but it does sound, it still sounds fresh. Like, that album, it's kind of, 
as much of it's of its time, it still kind of feels timeless. Yeah, I, I have. Yes, yeah, so I have a few more thoughts or a few more refined thoughts in before. I think maybe I get it a bit better now after mm. listening to it and then given it because it, there's quite a lot of. It's one of our first episodes we did it for, so yeah. I wanted to listen to it and give it, you know, and have yeah. things to say about it. Yeah, but like that's what I just listened to it to to, to enjoy it. Mm. And I only listened to because there's uh, extended editions and stuff. It's yeah, so I've yeah, only yeah, listened yeah, to like ones. the the one that finishes with Alicia Keys. Yes, yeah, yeah. I finished that one rather than the other one I listened to before. It's the longer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's got a bunch yeah. of covers and stuff, wasn't it? Um, and it really feels like the first half of the album is not the party, but the party in the second half is to come down and she yeah. is the, the she is the turning point. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. So I still really like pacemaker, but I don't think it's my favorite on the album anymore. I think I can Tina and Alicia keys are my favorite tracks on that record. I think I can Tina is really good. Mm. And I could do it for you if you want. I really like back in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Operations good as well. Yeah. 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 It's just a, Calm Down Dearest is brilliant. So Lonely was a ballad, that's great. Yeah, so Lonely yeah. was a ballad. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I said to begin with that, you know, no one's released a better album since. That's, you can, have your own opinion. There's, what I can definitely say is, I don't have an album that I like more than that since that album. Do you know what I mean? That is my favourite record. I just, it's, yeah, it's just a masterpiece. Top to bottom, there's not, a, like, genuinely to me, it's not a bad song on there. Even that's a biggie, 15 years. And hopefully, if he does have a new album, I mean, he might tour and I can see him again. Took Catherine to see him. Oh, right. I did that so, good. Uh, uh, words that I have to wear. I feel like we've been to concerts, but that was a, that was a proper gig. Oh, good. That's right. So we went to see, we had seen like, what did we see? We'd seen Ed Sheeran. We'd saw uh, Tom O'Dell together. We saw Gary Barlow, actually. He was surprisingly good. And then, yeah, we got the tour for, uh, I don't know how long. Well, probably that 2000, no, before that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we went along and it was Bristol, sweaty. They're amazing. He's, he's just like, he's just brilliant. Um, I made Hazel watch Sayo at Reading. Oh, yes. I, yes. Said, I said, I was actually goes, my teeth hurt. <laughs> God, I don't think anyone deserves that. Well, there might be a um, special episode coming up on the show soon where me and my wife sit down and we talk about whether she actually does like the music that I put on in the <laughs> car, the music I've battered her with for um, the last 18 years nearly. So, yeah, I think you might be in trouble there. could be some home truths and some divorces on the car, I reckon. <laughs> right, I've got a bit of a list of things that I've been listening to lately and I want to pick you pick your brains over yes yes and i know there's something you want to mention as well so um i tried to listen to that better when saying flash album yeah and though because this is going to really fucking piss me off because like literally i was what i had it on the other night and i was just listening to just like just i, I don't like the phrase but just not just vibing and i was just like this is fucking so good and i was like how can anyone not like this record i was like this is a surefire winner for the pod like get home and you've texted me couldn't get through that. Oh, fuck off. I tried two or three times. I couldn't do it. What don't you like about it? Just the whole, just all of it. Nice. <laughs> it just feels like some dude from Leicester trying to do reggae. Right, well, he's not from Leicester, eh? I know, but no, but that's how what it feels like. Nah. I don't know why. It's, what, it doesn't have to be Leicester. It could be Norwich. Nah. I don't know. It just, God. I don't know. It, and like, like, 
No, I just no. Amazing. He's got a great voice. The rhythm section on that band is unbelievable. I, I honestly, that's that's worse than. I'd rather listen to Dub War. Well, go listen to Dub War then. Leave me alone. But if at some point in the future you want to try and convince me how I'm wrong, I'm I'm up for that. But I, don't well, I can tell you, you now. <laughs> yeah, go. For, yeah, go on. No. I... So what is it that you really, really, you know? You, I think he's a brilliant singer. I think he's got a really good voice. I think the bassist is amazing. I think the the, the rhythm section of the band is is a, is top draw. I think they've got some really catchy tunes. I think they've got some really good like deep cuts. I think Shadow. Do you probably didn't get as far as it? But like, there's a track near the back end, Shadow of a Man, which is like there's like nothing going on. It's like a film where this. Catherine says, I like films where nothing happens and nothing really happens and it just sprawls and it's like, but it doesn't sprawl in the sense of like, like a prog piece. It just sprawls with like, like space and almost like nothing, just like real, like simple guitar parts and these like lovely echoey vocals. And yeah, I just, I just think it's a brilliant, brilliant record. They're a bit hit or miss either side of it. But that is, I if, if anybody, the listener, is uh, wondering, go check. Yeah, Sound of the Mosaic with Better and Sound Clash. Just a great, great piece. Great record. Considering some of the shit you've asked me to listen to this week, that was really, really offensive. <laughs> so this, so, right, right. So this is an out. This is a EP that I found from watching. Um... Yeah, how the fuck did you find this shit? <laughs> So every week on his YouTube channel, Justin Hawkins of the Darkness has to find positives in stuff that gets panned on YouTube. Right, yeah. And so he was given this, one one of the videos by Tramp Stamp, and basically told, you know, try not to sag this off. And he really liked it. So I thought, oh, I'll download the EP and give it a go. And I really, I really liked it. It's really silly. It's really... (laughs) It is, but it's just like it's so shit, so shit. <laughs> the EP is called "We Got Drunk and Made an EP." The record label is "Make Tampons Free." Right, yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. so you can kind of see where they're coming from, um, and it's very, very sexual. It's very, very we're in charge. Yeah, it's very, very. Do you know what it is, right? It calls out people like me in that because I have sons and I have a daughter. Yeah. And it calls out the, I don't want anyone touching my daughter until she's 45 and married. Yes. Yeah. Hey, boys, go out and get amongst them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it could be, it has the potential to be quite empowering for my 12-year-old daughter. Uh, yeah. But there's no way I want my 12-year-old daughter listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... So I'll put a link to it for anyone. Me and Hazel are going to get into it um, when we record next week. Um, um, what probably didn't help, they're Australian, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it probably doesn't help, but I've, all, all I've spent the last sort of three weeks doing is watching England get twatted by Australians <laughs> in the cricket. But it just, to be honest, it put my teeth on edge. I couldn't, 
Right, there's quite a lot of auto-tune in that, in there, isn't there? I think it's just designed to annoy people and piss people and it off, did. to be honest. It, it definitely did. And, like, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with, with the empowerment, and it's kind of refreshing, I guess. Is it not a pop-punk version of WAP? Um, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. If you like, yeah, I suppose. But, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah, it just, like I said, it set me on edge. I, I, I listened to it, I, I and I... You know what? I almost uh, I listened to like the first two tracks. And I was like, "This is fucking yeah. terrible." It's only about I, fifteen minutes, isn't it? Well, yeah. That, to be honest, the fact that it was only six songs, I thought I'd persevere. Yeah. But yeah, tramp stamps. That was that was. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> something else I've been listening to. I tried the new Elvis Costello album, Elvis Costello and the Imposters. Yeah, how is it? Ain't it ain't great. I got about four songs in. I went, oh, this isn't it. And I went back and listened to Armed Forces instead. Yeah, I was Because Armed Forces is a great record. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? Oh, that is very true. I was just going to say, he's a great six man, and Ethan Costello, I reckon. Armed Forces. I, is I a think great Armed Forces record. is amazing. Right? I would like to um, do that for, for, the, for the pod at some point. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You wanted to talk about someone, didn't you? I did. So, Sam Fender. Yeah. I, I first heard of Sam Fender when he won some Brit award for like up and coming artist. And I'd never heard of him before. And to be honest, I, I made some prejudgments and I thought, don't like the look of this fella. I think, you know, and I I heard one of his songs. I was like, yeah, this, this ain't doing it for me. But then I heard some more and I sort of learned a bit, read a bit about him. And there, I heard a song he does hypersonic missiles. And I'm not sure if it, what albums are off. It's off his first one. I did have a but look. Absolutely mind-blowingly good. Like for someone who comes across as a little bit, you know, a little bit Radio One throwaway at times, I think he's brilliant. I think he's really, really. And what did draw him, me to him? I don't think he's drawn to me particularly. Is might that, be. Like, Give him a chance. Well, Give yourself a chance. It's like if Bruce Springsteen grew up in South Shields. He's he's a really like where I've been listening to it more. I've gotten into sort of like sort of like checking the lyrics out a bit, and like it's always it's quite tricky sometimes with like radio edits and stuff where you cut some of the language, it loses some of the song, and it's not just necessarily. I had Black Skinhead on the radio the other day. That was an absolute joke. But anyway, <laughs> don't play it. Just don't play it. But yeah, Sam Fender really like. Sam Fender, and it's somebody who I've only known like seven or eight songs, probably. I've listened to like an Essentials. There's such a strong, and you wouldn't expect it. You know, he's a young lad. He might not be from South Shields. He's from, he's a Geordie. But like, there's like turns turn of phrases in his songs. Oh, that's very Springsteen. It's a lot of saxophone. That's, that's very, and like, you know, when you listen to a Springsteen song, you know he's building, and it's like, Clarence, get off your seat, it's coming, here it comes, and then it's like, bam. And you get that with him, you can sort of feel the build of the song, and then it's like, there's not a saxophone solo where I'm going to be absolutely fuming, and then it's like, here's the sax, have some of that. Um, so I've been keeping an eye on, on Apple, they do these playlists, it's like new, you know, like new alternative, new rock, new pop, yeah. all of that. It's part of just trying to get you know, for doing this and trying to get yeah. back into what's going on, I can't. I can't be after listening to Radio One and all of that. But I'll, I'll yeah, I'll have a pee if it doesn't help. Anyway, so I listened to Seventeen Going Under that cropped up on one of the 
I think good it was song. Eden to play this. Really good song. Uh, to be honest, the first time I heard it, I thought, oh, this fucking lightweight indie shit. Yeah. And then, then you then, gave it another go. And then, well, and then I it came on again. I think I must have had it on shuffle or something else ran through. And then I put the album on the other day when you said about him. Yeah. And, like, the album's really good. It's like start, it's, start to finish. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. It's the second album, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it, it's, it, that's called Seventeen Going Under as well. Isn't yeah, it? and it's got Spit of Me or Spit of You on it, which was another single, which is a really good song by his old man. Yeah, Spit of You. I really like that. The last track is really good as well. The Dying Light. I haven't actually heard that whole. Oh right, record. okay. No, I, I've had it. it on a couple of times, and it's I really enjoyed it. So mm. that's that's one I will go back to. I think. Yeah, and it it's one that I. Like I said, I've got like an essentials playlist which I've listened to. Uh, I really like off the things off the first record, and that's not me being at oh, the first record, darling. That's just happens to be what it's off, and that's that. Um, we'll be talking the morning, which is just right. a really, really good song. And like, yeah, I, I think it's a lesson in not, not trying to be dismissive of stuff. You know, and it's because it is. It reminded and, me of Springsteen. It reminded yeah. me of that Gaslight Anthem yeah, of yours. Yeah. It reminded me of some of the stuff, not really like sonically, not like, you know, not the sound of it, but just the way it's written. Some of the stuff, that, like um, the Bon Jovi stuff, once they got Desmond Child in to help him with the songwriting. Oh, uh, right, yeah. It doesn't sound like you give love a bad name or living on a prayer, but. It's got a similar sort of feel. Yes, yeah. Mid- middle of the road rock, maybe, but yeah, it, that's but yeah. where I live, so that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll give you that. Yeah, in that seventeen going under for me, this this line could this could be straight out of Darkness the Edge of Time. That's the thing with anger; it begs to stick around, mm. and like that's a very very Springsteen-y kind of lyric, isn't it? It's There's something in something going on under about having a scrap or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's I was far too scared to hit him, but I'd hit him in a heartbeat now. Yeah. Um, crying like a child and the boy who kicked Tom's head in still bugs me now. That's it, yeah. That's the thing that lingers and it claws you. Yeah, it's... But that, could, that is, again, it's the use of like Im- imagery around... You know, like... Um, there's me talking arty bollocks again. But you know how I was saying there's stuff in like Candy's room? Yes, like you, you can feel the sensation of climbing the stairs to Candy's room, and the yeah. pictures on the wall, and all of that, and that yeah. those lines there conjure up not the you know conjure up the image that they're portraying, rather than it just being words. Yes, yeah. So absolutely. he's got he's got a bit of a narrative knack there. Yeah, right? and it's almost like it's that Springsteen feel of that, like you said, that strong imagery in songs, but the imagery is living in South yeah. Shields and growing up, and it. Perhaps being a bit rough here and there, like. Right, I've got two other things I listen to that I need to pick your brain about. Yeah, go on. Right, have you heard Seaford Mod's cover of "Don't Go" by Yazoo? I haven't. No. Oh, mate, it's glorious. No, I haven't. It's glorious. I can only imagine it's. It's it, and it's literally. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sung a lot tonight, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, and it, you it, turned it, me down when I was going to do the first verse of Ike and Tina as well. So <laughs> cut me off. I know it. I know it. I don't know much. Go on, man. Go for it. No, yeah. No. Moments back. Right, okay, if you smile, yeah. swear, girl, I'll dance these tiles. There we go. I'll give you everything that I've got. If you get a chance to check out Dave's that on the song, no, well, <laughs> you're going to have a whole lot. You sound like Chris I'm Pratt doing. Uh, <laughs> sound like Chris Pratt doing. Um, 
Forgot about Dre. Sorry, line, Chris Pratt doing Forgot about Dre. Best line of that verse is slurs and words and an half done gram trip to the floor in your mum's yeah. Ray Bands. Right. So yeah, definitely check out that C for oh, yes, cover yes. version. It is just a cover version. It feels a bit throwaway out for Christmas, but it would yeah, I, I Yeah, I, yeah. I put it on if I recognise that. I'm like, I recognise that. I'm like, that's fucking Yazoo. <laughs> Big up the Yazoo. Um, so yeah, earlier I mentioned about um, seeing Sam Fender on those playlists. Yes, and um, one song came up um, from a band that I'd heard the name, and mm. but I hadn't ever heard them before. And it was a new single called "Jackie Down the Line" from Fontaine's DC. Yeah, and then before this is before I spoke to you, I then went back and downloaded their first two albums. Fuck me, what band? Yeah, really good, aren't they? Really, like the, really that good. That first album is something special, I think. Yeah, I think they're great. I really um, like the them. The second album is a little bit polished. Yeah. But yeah, the, so this Jackie Down the Line came on, I thought, oh, that sounds a bit Pixies-like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just not entirely, but, you know, just had that sort of feel to it. Yeah. And I went back and listened, like, Dog Rule is a brilliant piece of work yes yeah like, yeah 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 it's really good and it, you know it feels like it's got enough hooks and enough choruses but they're never the point the words it seems to me the words are always a point yes and it feels a bit it's a little bit like seaford mods in a way it's yeah, times absolutely. where it feels a bit stream of consciousness mm-hmm. and but there was one... liberty bell on that dog roll album um, there was one I, because I have it on in my pocket. I'm not entirely sure yeah. what the album's called. So you've got uh, yeah, Liberty Bell's on there. Um, Amazing yes. song. So uh, Boys really? in the Better Land's really good. Yeah, um, and I really like Devon City Sky at the end. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Liberty Bell is that the slower one? So I heard you the pub runs a pub called the Liberty Bell. No, uh, but that is good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, there's um, one. Oh, Hurricane Laughter, I liked as well. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So how long have you been into it? How long have you been listening to it? Since uh, that first uh, album came out? No, I heard... Like 2019, um, I think, the first album, was it? To be fair, I heard um, Boys, in the, Boys in the Better Land, is it? Yeah. I heard that on the radio, and it was one of those things, a little bit, funny you should mention, a little bit like the first time I heard the Sleeper Mods. I was a little bit like, don't know how into this I am but I know I want to hear more. Mm. And then I heard, heard Liberty Bell and heard the album and then Hero's Death come out, which is off the second album, which is a brilliant, brilliant song. I think there's shades of Ian Curtis. In yes. Him. Yeah, I was going to say that. And, um, but, and also on the second album, some of the stuff does come over as a little bit um, more New Order-y than Joy Division-y. But like yeah. what you were saying about Ian Curtis, like musically, like early New Order stuff. But yeah, I was really blown away by it. Oh uh, yeah, they. Um... There's one song reminds me of the Proclaimers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So the one called Roy's Tune really reminds me, like whether it's just from songwriting style. Mm. Um, I don't want to say it's anything is um, <laughs> surface is an Irish accent sounding like a Scottish accent, but I think it's just, it, it sounds. Lyrically, like Charlie and Craig from the Proclaimers. Nice. So that's not bad in my book. I yeah, they're a really cool band. Um, 
heard i haven't seen them but i've heard they're really good live i'd like to see them live and i'm really looking forward to the new album so uh jackie down the line is out now right uh, oh the out al- the album's not out until the uh 22nd of april so but I'm uh, sure okay. we'll, have, we'll have a chat about that then yeah i, but, I think um, they've come up before i think me and i think me and alex when alex did the pod with us might have come up briefly then as right. sort of like a, but yeah no they're really cool really good band I was expecting them to be a bit because I'd heard the name but not heard them, and I was expecting them to be a bit indie. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I kind of do mean is derogatory, but yeah, I know what you not. did. But you, you know what I mean, though. A little bit lightweight, and I listened to it. I was absolutely blown away. Yeah, just um, to link back briefly, you know, I was saying that when I was listening to you too, I thought I'd find a band. I kind of thought I'd find the Fontaines DC, right. If, if you know what I mean, I mm-hmm. thought I'd, eventually you two would be more, a bit more, a bit bearer. But yeah, it's a really good, really cool band. Um, another band I found, and I'm going to listen to a bit more because I, again, it was another one of those where I'd heard the name but hadn't heard their stuff. The Lumineers. Oh uh, yeah. I, so, I but again, no. But they're in, <laughs> they've got they, they've got a new EP out or a eight, right, album, yeah. eight song album out, um, and it wasn't too bad. Um, no, it wasn't mm. too bad. It, it was interesting enough for me to persevere with, and I got yeah. through it, if you like. And and it, I, but I was expecting, I'd heard the name the Lumineers, and I just presumed they were like, I don't know, something like the Cortinas or something like right, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I've got one of their record, one of their records. Um, it's all right. I did have a flick through on Apple, and it said that they like related artists with Mumford and Sons, and that it's, me off yeah, a bit. very Mumford but, and Sons. Yeah, but I didn't get that from this new album. It was yeah, much yeah. more felt much more like Americanery. Than, yeah, yeah, than folksy. I know, I know that's the same. You know, arrows at the same quiver. But... Well, yeah. I, uh, do you know what? I could have had a hundred guesses on what it said that. <laughs> what I listen to the Luminaires. The Luminaires, yeah. No, yeah. it's just again because it comes up on these podcasts, and I think oh, 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 on this it comes up on these um, playlists. Yeah, yeah. I... They had the Halo really... song, didn't they? Yes. Did you um, have you listened to anything else recently? Or someone who I I do double back to quite often. I think this might be a good one. It might kill a guest coming on, but at the same time, it might be. Hurt your interest. There's like, I keep coming back to 1975, the band, the 1975. Right, okay. And I just think they're, again, they're a really interesting band. They've got some really big hits and some sort of slightly weirder deep cuts, but they're re- like a bit Marmite, I think. So, it, you know, it might be one that it might be worth me sort of doing a little sort of five song playlist of this. These are the five songs I like. And then my friend Jack, um, who I was talking about before, loves them absolutely. Like he put them, we were chatting. He's a, he's a songwriter, and a, a, a brilliant, brilliant artist. And we were chatting about it, and he was like, "Oh, he sort of said to me, what do you like?" So he said, oh, "I really like the 1975." And I was like, "Oh, that Chocolate Man. They did some real like pop song called Chocolate." And he was like, "Yeah, but you, you should give him a bit more of a bit more of a deep dive." And yeah, I listened to them quite virtually. It's very January, if you know what I mean. It's quite, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, they're they're a cool band. And again, that's just just an essentials playlist, really. That feels enough for me. And then again, this this is you might think we planned this, but the reason I listen to Bedouin Soundclash so much in January, in particular, is because they do a brilliant cover of U2's New Year's Day. 
and it's a little unofficial tradition. Though, oh, I'll listen to that New Year's Day, stick Bedouin on, and then, then that makes me think, oh, I'm listen to a bit more of them. And I was like, yeah, have, have a month or so, month, six weeks to listen to them. But yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been on that Bedouin Town Clash album quite a bit. It's brilliant. And I don't want to get back into that, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that's about it, really, for me. Right. What I want to start doing is a record of the week. A re- okay. So oh, for shit. me, yeah. I'm going to say that Fontaine's first album. Yeah, I'll go with you on that. I'm, I'm happy to, to, to give that my, um, my tip of the cap. Great record. Good bad. Like to see him live. Not many bands I'd like to see live anymore, to be honest. I don't think. I, I think I'm a bit over it, the gig thing. But I would like to see Fontaine's DC. There's a few I want. There's not many that I would bother with. I, I'm looking forward to therapy touring. And if they come down here, I might have to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably play Portsmouth or something. Oh, well, you're not on the island anymore, of course. No, you? I'm not. I'm on a different island now. What, what's nearest then? Big City. Exeter. Excellent Christ. Yeah. Bristol. Um, yeah. Bournemouth. 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 Oh, yeah. Bournemouth, yeah, 40 yeah. minutes away. So. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. Right, so that's our show for this week. Yes, thank you very much. That was a good catch-up. We've thrown it all in. Our record of the week for this week is Fontaine's DC debut album, Dog Rule. So yeah. check that out. Let us know on the socials, at Records and Bands, everywhere. What do you think of that? Whether you think we're idiots for liking it, I think it's a fucking great record. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, That's what we agree on this week. And hopefully, going forward, you're going to hear from me every week and Sam every other, and I've got a yep. whole slew of guests lined up and interesting shit to talk about. So stick around. We're going to start ramping this thing up. Cool. Hey, See you later. Hey, hey. See ya.